0: to the November 2020 edition of Beef Monthly. I'm Dr. Ron Luminator, Beef Extension Specialist in the Department of Animal Science at Purdue University. In this month's edition, we're going to start out with headline news and we're going to be talking about the beef outlook. In management tips, we're going to talk about spring and fall calving cow herd management practices. In events, we're going to be talking about Hoosier Beef Congress update with Matt Clay's, area beef meetings with Neil Smith, the president of Indiana Beef Cattle Association. We're going to talk about a new program called Beef Basics with Dr. Mick. Nick Mitten, and we're going to talk about the Indiana Beef Cattle Convention update with Jim Herr, who is the chairman of the Indiana Beef Cattle Convention Committee. And then we will continue our series on shoot safety in the January edition of Beef Monthly. And now, a word from our good friends at Corteva
1: Your land is more than a business. It's a heritage that has been passed down from those who tended it before you, by those who shaped it, changed it, and cared for it. Your land has a legacy, one that you carry on, but also one you build on. At Corteva Agriscience, we are the stewards of a lasting legacy. We have a responsibility to Dow AgroSciences. To maintain the relationships and trust they built, and to build upon those foundations. To help you care for your land. To provide innovations that help you protect the hard work and investment you've poured into it. To help you build a legacy that can be passed on for generations to come. Corteva Agriscience.
0: news with Don Close, Senior Animal Protein Analyst at Raybo AgriFinance, who says that disruptions to the beef industry from the COVID-19 pandemic will likely linger into 2021, but the results may not be all that bad. In an interview conducted on December 9th, Close said, we are set up for an incredibly interesting but challenging year. We have a large inventory of cattle in place for the first and early second quarter of 2021, but because of the contraction in cow inventory we've had over the last two years, the calf crop going forward is going to be smaller. We could be set up for a counter-seasonal year where we don't see the highest prices for fed cattle in March and April. As fed cattle supplies tighten in 2021, we could actually see third and fourth quarter of 2021 prices exceed our second quarter highs. For cow-calf producers, Close said the smaller supplies of feeder cattle will support prices, but his biggest concern is the expanding drought conditions across the western United States that he believes will further accelerate the liquidation of cows. He's not going to say that that's all bad, because it will get us to the bottom of this cattle cycle in the market somewhat faster. The North American Meat Institute says that the packing industry has spent over a billion dollars on equipment and alterations in response to COVID-19 and Close believes that that takes a degree of risk out of the fed cattle market for cattle feeders in the future. In a related topic, Paul Dykstra from Certified Angus Beef reports that as we end the year, there is a relatively safe guess about what the beef cow herd will look like in in the near future. The story is a two-sided one with both losses and benefits. The National Drought Monitor tells a story of worsening conditions spanning a large portion of the West, with many states badly in need of moisture. The fallout is evident in the beef cow slaughter pace, recently exceeding that of 2019, which featured the most aggressive weekly fourth-quarter cow harvest counts the industry has ever seen. This graph shows on the red line kind of what's going on in terms of the weekly beef cow harvest. And you can see the red line uh, which is 2020 exceeds virtually all the other most recent lines. The imminent impact of individual producers is significant. Several areas of California, Oregon, Washington, Wyoming, and Colorado face long-term resources and property losses from fires. Still, Scores of others have reduced their stocking rates to preserve pastures and minimize already soaring winter feed costs due to the drought. In this month's management tips, one of the first things I'd like to recommend is making sure that you get your forages tested and you develop a cost-effective supplementation strategy. The second one is lice. Okay, we're about the first of the year, and typically lice become a problem. And so developing a strategy for controlling lice with these winter hair coats and the dust and the hay chaff that falls on these cows and the mud, lice is going to become a problem. So you might need to think about treating for lice. And this is probably a two-step process. The next point is to deworm your cows if you haven't already done so. We're past the killing frost, and quite honestly, deworming cows not only will help save you on your hay costs and and forage costs, but it also might give you some residual lice control. A third, the, the next point is to protect your cattle from wind chill, okay, using wind breaks, either natural or uh, man-made. The difference between a 35 degree Fahrenheit thermometer temperature and a 25 degree Fahrenheit wind chill for thin and wind, wet cows, the requirement goes up by 30% for that ten degree drop in in wind chill below thirty five degrees. All right? For cows in good body condition with dry winter hair coats, that increase in energy requirement for that ten percent drop in wind chill is about 13 percent. So we can save some money if we can if we can protect these cattle from some wind. The next point is start planning for the spring grazing season, okay? Think about your fertilizer needs and your seed needs for, for this upcoming grazing season. For spring calving cow herds, think about condition scoring your cows, okay? We know that uh, condition score of cows at the time of calving will really determine the length of that postpartum anestrus period and so having cows in the right body condition will help you stay on target for the next breeding season by making nutritional and environmental adjustments. Calving is not very far away, so think about your calving supplies and your facilities like calving pens, etc., to get those ready. For the fall calving cowherds, again, body condition score is an important piece. Make nutritional and environmental adjustments as necessary. But one of the things that's really critical here is that the first trimester of gestation is when many of the really important tissues start to develop for, like, for example, the brain, the heart, the primary muscle fibers, okay, that will ultimately determine how many muscle cells, okay, an animal ultimately has. And then the other one is is the follicle numbers, okay, that will really determine how many uh, follicles that a, a heifer has when she's born that she will carry with the ret- with her for the rest of her lifetime, and these follicle numbers are important because they're a very strong indication of future fertility. Another point is is checking your hay quality, okay? One of the things that we know is that if a calf is uh, at 75 days of age, over 80% of its nutrients come from milk. But By the time that calf gets close to weaning age, less than 20% of its nutrition comes from milk. If the only thing that the calf has to consume is average quality hay, like the cow hay, performance is going to be jeopardized. So fall calving operations might need to start thinking about doing something like maybe creep feeding, okay, and you need to do an economic analysis of that, or maybe even early weaning these calves. We know that early weaned calves have a really high feed efficiency of three and a half or four pounds of feed per pound of gain, and that may be cheaper than than some of the other alternatives in this month's upcoming programs and events we're going to have updates on hoosier beef congress with matt clays area beef meetings with uh, Neil Smith, the president of the Indiana Beef Cattle Association. A new program called Beef Basics is going to be another topic that we're going to have, and we're going to talk with Dr. Nick Mitten on that one. And then the, the, the last event is the Indiana Beef Cattle Association business meeting and convention, and we're going to have an update from Jim Herr. Hi, everyone,
2: and welcome to the Hoosier Beef uh, Congress segment of the Beef Monthly Program. Just wanted to bring you up to speed, and I know that the IBCA office has done a really good job at trying to get information out over the social media and direct emails to you, but we are having the Hoosier Beef Congress that was postponed, not canceled, but postponed and moved to February 19th through the 21st of 2021. Now, if you that's a time that you can't make it, the IBCA office has uh certainly got a refund mechanism in place and you need to contact them if that doesn't fit within your schedule but who's your beef Congress is a great educational event and the committee has been working really hard to make sure that we continue with that event for you just going to hold it in February now, one of the events that uh, we're not quite sure of yet, and we do have approval from the safety plan standpoint at Purdue, is the livestock judging contest. We have all those changes made to meet the requirements uh, that has been set out by the governor's executive order. One of the other events that's not going to be held in February is the, is the auction of the all-star cattle and the breed cattle that we typically have on Friday and Saturday. We have the show on Friday, the, the sale on Saturday. The online sale, though, is going to be this Monday, Monday, December 21st, on willoughbylivestock.com. The actual URL will be in the show notes, so that please go ahead and connect and get on to, to that and look at the, the stock that has been set forth. All of them are pictured and videoed uh, right now, so go ahead and take a look at those cattle and see what those opportunities are for those junior projects in 2021. Hopefully you have a good holiday season. We look forward to having you in February, and we'll have much more detail in January about Hoosier Beef Congress.
0: Joining me to talk about um, the regional beef meetings that we're going to go virtual this year as a statewide virtual event is uh, Neil Smith, the president of the Indiana Beef Cattle Association. Welcome, Neil. Thank you, Ron. Neil, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming um, regional beef meetings that we're going to do virtual. Uh, you know, a time, date, kind of what's, what's, what do we have planned for that?
3: So, the the regional beef meeting this year will be all virtual, like you mentioned, um, and it will be on January the 12th at 7 p.m., and instead of our typical 10 meetings across the state, we're going to have one virtual meeting with everybody um, coming together at the same time, uh, a lot of the same kind of information that we've had in the past, um, uh, beef cattle update from IBCA as well as a beef council updates, uh, NCBA updates, also some extension presentations um, with some live question and answer um, sessions that will, that will tie into those um, uh, informational videos as well.
0: You know, and, um, you know, we're, we're, this year we're gonna, we're also gonna give some door prizes, I think, okay, at the event. Okay. Uh, so just kind of be, be aware that, uh, you'll need to go to ansi, a n s c dot t v. A n s c dot t v. And, um, You know, sometime right after Christmas, uh, that registration site will be open. And if you register by 5 o'clock that day on the 12th, you'll be eligible for uh, door prizes. And um, we hope that, uh, you know, everybody across the state that's interested in beef cattle will join us that night.
3: Yeah, we hope we have a great crowd, and hope everybody can join us.
0: Neil, thank you so much for kind of talking a little bit about the regional beef meetings, and uh, we think it's going to be a pretty neat event. Thank you very much. It'll take us about an hour to do that program. Unfortunately, we won't have the social time, and we don't have the free meal, but but it'll still be a good program. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you. You too. Another upcoming event is uh, a program called Beef Basics. And I've got uh, Dr. Nick Minton has joined me today to talk a little bit about the program. Nick, let's uh, talk about the time and who this program is for.
4: Sure. Yep. So this program is is going to be launched in early uh, 2021, uh, beginning January 19th. It's going to run for eight consecutive weeks on Tuesday evenings uh, with each session being its own specific topic. Um, And so this this program is really geared towards individuals who are relatively new to um, raising beef cattle or beef cattle production. So those folks that are, you know, probably have less than five years of experience, Or those folks that are interested in entering into beef cattle production um, and are seeking more information and, you know, may not know necessarily how to go about that. So, um, you know, this is a great program to provide them the opportunity to interact with folks uh, that work in beef cattle production on, on a daily basis.
0: And Nick, this is going to be an online program, right? So people can watch this kind of from their home computer or their home office. Yeah. Um, and what what time of night is are we starting that program?
4: Yep. So uh, they will the, the programs will begin uh, at six thirty p.m. and then run through eight thirty. And uh, you know that might cause some folks a little hesitation, right? Sitting in front of the computer for for two hours, but. How that is structured is that there will be two presenters uh, each evening and uh, to cover that topic, along with uh, a moderator that will monitor the chat box. Um, and we're encouraging po- folks to enter questions uh, into that chat box so that, that the moderator will pro- provide. Uh, those questions to the presenters and and offer a more interactive program and, and break up that evening um for folks and, and really encourage discussion not only between presenters but even those who are in attendance
0: so the, uh, the what's the program cost yep so the program costs forty dollars
4: um to to have a to attend the program and so that that uh in doing so, you will have access to, you know, the, the, the presentations that night. They will be recorded, um, but they will only be made available to those who registered for the program. And so, you know, life gets busy, right? And so, if you can't make it uh, or attend that evening, you have an opportunity to go back, listen to uh, that session, and then, you know, ask questions, um, you know, before the next session or, you know, even during the, the next session
0: and i don't think we've got the uh all of the uh connectivity set up yet, but um, we're going to put a a URL in the show notes Mm -hmm. that people can go to to register for this program. So we've got who, you know, we'll know kind of who's involved and, you know, from a participant standpoint and uh, allows us to maybe do some follow-up survey work that, uh, you know, what did you think of the program and it'll help us improve that program. So we're going to need a way to be able to get in touch with each, you know, each of our our uh, participants, right. so there will be a registration. Okay, that will require forty dollars, and we've, we in the show notes below we've got the URL for uh, basically a C uh procedure. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else, Nick, about the program that uh, you know it's you know give us a give the the viewing audience an opportunity to kind of think about what topics might be covered. Have you got yep. an idea on those?
4: Yeah, so the topics that, that we're going to cover um, are, well, they're, they're on the fire, but they're, we're going to start off uh, with actually yourself and Mark Kepler providing an, an overview of, of what's all involved with, with beef cattle production and, and going into, you know, the, the fundamental principles there, right? And then uh, from there, we'll transition into uh, behavior and facilities, uh, kind of touch on some, some, you know, what do you need to properly keep cattle in the pasture, and then how to properly handle them uh, when you're working them, uh, move into health, uh, forages, nutrition, genetic selection, um, and, and reproduction, and then we'll have a program review on that last session to, you know, an overall wrap-up of the program and, and allow additional opportunities for folks to, uh, to ask questions.
0: Excellent. Hey Nick, thank you so much for joining us and uh you know to talk about this and I think it's going to be a great program uh, yeah. for those producers that uh want to learn a little bit more about uh you know the beef cattle industry and and uh the production practices that are economically viable.
4: Sure. I agree. Well, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: You bet. And hey Nick, have a Merry Christmas. Thank hey, you.
4: You too. Merry Christmas.
1: In this segment, we're going
0: to talk about uh, the upcoming Indiana Beef Cattle Convention, and uh, joining me is Jim Herr, who is the chairman of the convention committee. He also sits on the board of directors of Indiana Beef Cattle Association. And with this COVID deal, uh, Jim, we've kind of got some things that uh, we probably ought to talk about. So let's uh, let's begin with the uh, the fact that we're probably going to delay. Um, our activity so I'll let you have the
5: thank you Dr. Ron Uh, yes the we met this morning actually and and talked about the future of the convention we had set it for January 23rd which is the date really it would have logically fallen on on any given year And, of course, at that convention, we have our annual business meeting as a board, and we elect officers or certain things that are involved there for the bylaws. But also, we have very informative uh, sessions. Usually, we'll have people from NCBA, uh, such as Ethan Lane, the vice president of legislative affairs, would have been there. Uh, Marty Smith, the president of NCBA, was slated as well as Dr. Jennifer uh, talking about BRD, uh, BRD in an educational session. So we had some stuff that we were putting together that, that uh, based on the, the, the rules that are out there today um, in, our, in our world of, of COVID, we're not able to get that many people together in these breakouts and the, the, the venue. It just doesn't work well for January 23rd. So we bumped that. And today, as we talked about it, we've decoupled the annual business meeting. So instead of having it all in one, we want to get this annual business meeting accomplished. There's other things besides just uh, you know informational sessions there that we want to do some voting and the things that are necessary to, to satisfy the bylaws of IBCA. So we're going to plan on doing that as a board, and it's open to the whole membership at the Hoosier Beef Congress, uh, probably mid-late Saturday, late Saturday morning, February 20th. We're working on the exact times and the building. Um, all of these things we'll be able to work out. I spoke with Barry Westner, our chairman of the Hoosier Beef Congress, this morning before I came on. Uh, the committee was very comfortable with getting this plugged in, so there's no real hurdles there, and we're going to also make this It's available virtually um, as well as in person for this annual business meeting, probably a 30-minute to an hour, depending on what we try to accomplish, session. Then we're going to get back together in March, uh, Ron, and we're going to talk about the opportunities to put on a really good quality event something that's more like a convention, whether it be at a field day setting or maybe in conjunction with a breed association. We don't know yet what that looks like, but we're going to get back together as a group in March and make a firm, uh, a, a firm's hard to say in this world, but a, a true commitment, a true commitment to finding some spots on the calendar and trying to set up a valuable event for our Indiana cattlemen. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the nutshell there.
0: Jim, I you know, I, I mean, it's a tough situation that we're dealing with with the COVID all the way around, you know. And um, but I do appreciate the fact that you know you and your committee have taken this seriously and and come up with you know a, a viable plan to meet the needs of our membership. Okay, meet the needs of our bylaws uh, in terms of the Indiana Beef Cattle Association. You know, for the business meeting part, uh, but I, the other critical piece is the the educational and and social interaction that takes place at, at a typical Indiana beef cattle convention, and and that's still a, a valuable part that I think most of our membership, um, you know, holds kind of kind of dear to their heart. So,
5: yeah. so yeah, great point. You know, we're we're on there. And we're talking about you know the virtual thing came up, and I work in the seed industry. Well, and as we've had a lot of virtual things as well as many others. But we just didn't have a stomach for that. Uh, for the things that we want to deliver, we felt like cattlemen wanted to be in person. Farmers wanted to be in person. And we needed to find a, a way to, to at least attempt to get to that level. Dr. Bruce Lamb was right there. You know, he, he's always someone that we really value in committees or boards or whatever, you know, talking about that personal touch. And, and then the committee rallied behind that. So, you know, we've got hope and determination I guess that's what we're going to go into march with for our first uh you know, I guess our first next planning meeting on the convention side.
0: Well, and you know, the, the National Cattlemen's Association has kind of done the same thing in in postponing their convention uh, from that that February time frame to next August, uh, with the, with that same goal in mind. Okay, of being able to get producers together and and uh, have that social interaction as well, as well as the educational pieces. So, Jim, thank you so much for joining us today and and kind of bringing us up to date on on where we're at with the Indiana Beef Cattle Convention.
5: You're very welcome, and I'm grateful that uh, you took the time to get our information out. And uh, we are always looking for ways that we could better contribute to the success of beef cattle in Indiana. So hopefully viewers get a hold of this and and think about what's important to them and share it uh, through the Indiana Beef Cattle
0: and, and just to add a, just another comment to that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the viewers of this program, if they've got some ideas or some suggestions, uh, get a hold of either you or get a hold of the Indiana Beef Cattle Office um, and, and you know, give us your input.
5: By all means, that, that's what makes us great is when we get multiple councils from multiple directions.
0: Jim, thank you so much, and have a Merry Christmas.
5: Thank you. Merry Christmas.
0: To wrap up this edition of Beef Monthly, I'd like to ask our viewers to do three things. Number one, please go directly below this video and give us a thumbs up. The second one is to share this video with fellow beef producers you think might be interested. And number three, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button to receive email notifications when a new edition of Beef Monthly is posted. And click on the bell next to it for an alert. From all of us to all of you, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: Production of the Animal Science Department at Purdue University.